Hello and welcome to episode three of the Point 99 podcast, a running podcast dreamed up by runners for runners, talking about, you guessed it, running. If you're new to running, we hope to have topics and discussions that will help you along whatever path your journey is taking. Or for any seasoned runners listening, maybe some stories that will have you empathizing with our experiences and predicaments whether it's lessons we've learned during our own journeys, embarrassing stories, or heartstring pulling moments. We hope you'll stick with us and get a few laughs along the way, sharing good vibes, motivation, and positivity as we go. But unlike the first two episodes, we're actually gonna change things up today. And runner man Steve's gonna take the lead because we're gonna be talking about a subject that he's gonna let you know a little bit more about. So without further ado, runner man Steve. Hello, you all right? Yeah, I'm good, buddy. I'm good. So as we're doing things a little different for this episode, usually Mr. Steve Runs will lead the way. But as we'll be discussing his marathon experiences, it only seems right that I take the lead for this one. But fear not, the more pleasing accent will lead the way on the next episode. I'm sure people <laughs> tune in for your, your accent, Steve. I can't <laughs> lie. Not, not, this, not the cockney air, but... Um, <laughs> so first of all, more importantly, how are you? I'm good. I won't lie. I've got a little bit of pain. Um, I think we just discussed it just just before we start recording. I've got a wisdom tooth coming in. And who gets a wisdom tooth coming in when you're in your mid thirties? This guy right here, and it is it's gonna be a killer. But running, running will keep will keep the pain away. It'll distract me. Well, I've not had any wisdom tooth, so either means I'm very lucky or I'm very stupid. So you take your you take your pick. There's still time. There's still plenty of time for them to punch through. <laughs> so how how has your running been since our last our last chat? How how's it been going? Any any particularly pleasing runs? Any ones that didn't go so well? My running week's been good. Uh, my both my weekend runs were were spot on. I, I got a PB in my five k at Park Run, and I also got a PB in my half marathon distance on the Friday, the day before. So I thought my park run was gonna be absolutely ruined. I thought I was gonna be tired, but I went a little bit hell for leather. And I got a PB, which I'm chuffed at because I'm in the What The Fart Park Run Cup, which by this point, it will have gone on to stage two. I can't make it to stage two because I'm on holiday right now. I'm not, but when this podcast comes out, this episode, I'll be on holiday. Yeah, we've crammed this one in because Steve's going to sign himself up in the uh, Dominican <laughs> Republic. How was how was your weekend? Do you know what? It was um, it was really good to be fair. I've done my longest run to to date on this plan so far. So it's fifteen miles, and I sort of sort of freestyled it a little bit. So it, it prescribed doing three point one uh, miles at a slower pace than the next three point one at a faster and repeat and basically until I get to 15 miles but I sort of just threw that out the window and ran to fill so I've got some sub some sub eight minute uh miles in there um and then some around the eight minute mile for my goal pace so two hours six minutes for the 15 miles I'm relatively happy with that to be fair did I see um, on your breakdown or you had you had a bit of a mare at one point or was it you went either super fast or super slow or was was it not one of the one of the miles that was a bit off I'm trying to think. I'm trying. I didn't look into it that deep. I think <laughs> I started slowly, intentionally, and I think I got to like the three mark, and I, I was freestyling. I think there was one where 
it was out of sync with the rest of it. Yeah. But I didn't feel too bad for it. But there was at one point, uh, maybe the heart rate shot up a little bit because there was a this a dog just bounding about left, right, and centre, and the owner was riding the bike, had no care in the world, stuff running around everywhere in a, in a very busy park. So I was dodging that, dodging <laughs> that dog for about a mile. Just kept chasing my legs. Dogs and kids. Dogs and kids. Well, I've got one. No dog though. <laughs> I've, I've got one of the two. I'm not. I'm not going down that route. Yeah, either dodging them not. It's, we we have a we have a dog and we make sure my wife runs with the dog. I don't, and she she makes sure that she keeps her on a on a short leash so she doesn't get in and around anyone and, and trip them up. Yeah, I, I wish the woman in the park was doing the same thing. Um, <laughs> no, and it wasn't a small dog; it was a Labrador just bounding about everywhere, oh, excited as anything. He yeah, could have un- unintentionally taken you out and caused a caused a nasty injury there. Yeah, could have taken me out completely. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, as we discussed in my marathon experience last time, sorry, right, that we're going to talk about your one now because obviously there are two of us and we both have our stories. You are down the road further than me, pun intended. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you are further down and you're doing, is it Amsterdam you're doing next? Amsterdam right? on yeah. the 15th of October, yes. I do listen. Um, so, <laughs> So during this conversation, Steve, what I want to find out is your relationship with the marathon distance. You know, what went well, what was learned, what you look forward to in your next uh, challenge, Amsterdam, much like what we've done with my one. Any episode that's not come out yet because Steve's going to the Dominican Republic and I'm not hating at all. <laughs> well, it'll be out by the time that, but yeah, it's not out now, yeah. but it'll be out by the time this one's out. Yeah, Steve, will just, Steve, you'll be looking at the sun going, what is that up there? I know, I know. <laughs> You, I've never seen so much frost, by the way, on Instagram. And your your one snow frost as well. Snow frost, yeah. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit of a change from the norm for me. Absolutely. So we're gonna start it off. A very so, simple question that gets asked of all runners by non-runners. Why would you want to do a marathon? Why would you do it? I mean, I'm getting why you're doing it second time around. So what is your relationship with the distance, mate? What what made you want to run the marathon for the first time in more detail i know we might have touched upon it a little bit and when we said when we're going to talk about a marathon in a couple of episodes of time so yeah what's your what's your relationship with the marathon and why did you initially want to do that well it's a strange one actually I, th- I think i signed up for my first marathon because i'd seen family members my brother had done a marathon and he'd done an ultra at that point and my cousin had run a marathon and i thought there's no reason why i can't run a marathon but i had it in my head that i would do at least one before i turned 40. so i had at the time had five years in which to do it and then i saw my brother had signed up for the edinburgh marathon and i thought you know what i'm going to surprise him and I'm gonna just be there. I'm gonna turn up and run the marathon and really confuse him, but also give him a nice surprise. As it is, I'm absolutely rubbish sometimes at keeping secrets. I can keep the right secrets, but when it's something of my own, I'm like a giddy little schoolgirl, and I had to tell him. So I only got a few months in to my training and I had to tell him. Because he was noticing as well. I was out walking a lot. I was out doing all the good things that you should do. Uh, and I was running a lot and he did pick up on it. He kept asking my, my parents, why is, why is he out? What's wrong? So he picked up on that. I, I told him. So that was one of the, one of the reasons. The other reason was I actually, 
uh, I had a men's health uh, problem last year, beginning of the year. Something that we'll probably cover on another episode. And it was one of those things when you when you've got a, a, a worry about your health, no matter what it is, it kind of gives you a bit of a kick up the backside to say, well, I need to do I need to do some sort of bucket list or I need to do things that I, I want to do better doing it now than than waiting till later and then potentially not getting to do it. And as it was, all all the health issues were 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 nothing super concerning after a lot of health checks, but it did kind of give me a kick up the backside. And between the two of those, I signed up for the Edinburgh Marathon for last May. Am I right in thinking that Edinburgh was one of you messaged me and said, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm like, well, you're Steve Challenge, so you should be, why are you asking me this question? Uh, yeah, it actually was. Good, good memory. I'd, I, yeah. I, uh, for, for anyone that doesn't know, I used to call myself, my use, handle used to be Self Challenge Steve. That's the one. And I was that's in two one. minds at the time. And I, I yeah, I, I messaged a few people and you, uh, that's, that's well remembered. I forgot that. Uh, and yeah, you, you did say, well, it's in the name. If you're going to do it, it, you've got to live up to your name here. There we go. And I think you was also going to surprise, you was going to surprise Emma with it as well, weren't you? Because she was running it the same year, no? That's, that is exactly it. Again, that's, yeah. oh, I for, again, I forgot that. No, don't forget much. I used to be, uh, I used to be a, in the police as well as a security officer and a manager. <laughs> so I sort of remember these things. I'll have to, I'll have to remember. <laughs> I, you have told me that before, but I have to remember that now. Be careful what I say. Um, yeah, no, remember it all. we were, we were taught, we were both, we, we talk quite a lot. Both of us talk, talk quite a lot to Emma, uh, lipstick and trainers. And yeah, I knew she was going and I thought I would surprise her too. But like the giddy little schoolgirl that I am, I, I let slip to her as well. Um, and as it was, I unfortunately didn't get to meet her at the event, but I'm sure we'll get to that point. Yes, it's, 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 it's funny, isn't it? We say, we, oh, we're doing the same event as you. I'll see you there. And you're just not going to see him there. It's just, you're, you've got two oaks, Bob open now. <laughs> <laughs> You're not seeing anyone, are you? Really, let's be real. No. When you get there, you're so focused. The likeness of seeing someone is so slim, unless they're on the side. And even then, as I found out in London, you you, you struggle to see your family members, let alone someone you think you're gonna run with. It's it's really strange that there's there wasn't there was a lot of people at Edinburgh, but at the same time, there's nowhere near as many as you get at London. And I did see a lot of people that I know because you at one section you're out and back, so I did see a lot of faces, but. I must have been at that. I must have gone onto a section um, where you don't have the 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 oncoming traffic who are ahead of you uh, turned. At, well, at that section, Emma must have been on the same section as me, so I didn't actually see her, which was a shame. But I have since met her, and it's been it's been great. It's, uh, we're uh, we'll hopefully do another meeting again this year. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. You, you get to see people and. I got to see a lot of good friends, a lot of good, lot of good running friends at that event anyway. So I was, I was in a good, uh, good situation with the community anyway. Yeah, that's what we like to hear, right? That's what, that's what we champion the community about all the time, don't we really? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so leads me nicely on to the next one. So you finish Edinburgh, that was your first one, you finish Edinburgh. What's the moment where you said, or thought, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that again. Because obviously we go through stages during the marathon from this is fantastic, this is going really well. 
this is awful. Why am I doing this? I'm never doing it again. And half an hour later, you're, you're looking online. So what was the what was the reason for wanting to do the second? What was the driving for the second one? Good question. I was definitely in the I'm not doing that ever again club. Um, Edinburgh started off really well for me. I, I was loving life. Um, but as a lot of runners do and as, as you'll sympathize with and empathize and, and all the, 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 the thighs is I went off too quick. I underestimated the weather. It was a scorching hot day in the end. By the time we'd got to around about the three to six mile mark, the sun had broken through um, quite a high level of gray, of gray clouds and the sun had broken through and you would have thought you were on the south of France or somewhere. It was scorching. And as, as the distances went by, I got more and more uh, grumpy. My hydration levels weren't great. I'd run out of gels quite early and there are, are gel stations on the Edinburgh Marathon, but it wasn't the gel I was used to. Um, I had to stop for the toilet and it was, it was the kind of culmination of all those things plus getting to around about 10 miles to go I think it must have been it was either 10 miles or 10 kilometers they're not far apart anyway and I, I hit the wall and I had to do the whole walk jog and I, I had it in my head why why was I doing it why why did I want to run the marathon in the first place and it took it took a lot of digging deep to to get to the finish and it's something you mentioned in your experience with the marathon you said put your name on your vest and people will cheer you on with edinburgh your name's actually on your bib and for me and that one it was the worst thing that i could have had because at that point same as what you'd said as well with your emotions are running high you're coming in and at that point, I'm like, I don't, I just want to, I don't want, I want to throw in a towel. I want to stop. Why am I doing this? I'm never going to do this again. And then you've got the crowd all cheering you on. And it kind of, you just, you just want to break down. And it didn't help that Spider-Man was getting more cheers as he came flying past me towards the, the last, the last <laughs> kilometer. I, I honestly, if, if a hole could have opened up and swallowed me, at that point because everyone's going come on steve you can do it cheer up pal you can you can get there oh there's spider-man about to pass you and i think anyone that's seen my marathon photos will see the level of pain and 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 frustration and i had looked at my watch uh, and i i was thinking i'm coming and under my target time i had an upper end target time and when i came across the line i was I, I just missed it and I was devastated because uh, we all say that for our first marathons, we're not, we're, we're doing it just to get it done, but we all have a time in mind and I was devastated and I just, I found my bag from the, the luggage pickup and I just went and sat and sulked because there was no phone signal. I couldn't, I couldn't get in contact with my, my wife, my brother, his fiance, no one I knew, I couldn't get in contact with them. So I just sat and sulked for a good 15, 20 minutes before kind of thought, well, it's not that bad. And by that point, my Strava had updated and I saw my time, although the official on, on the, uh, the distance on Strava is, uh, it was 4.31, just over 4.31. When you look at the actual marathon distance, it's 
4.29 and so many seconds. So I was below my time by a few seconds. So I kind of perked up, but I was, I maintained I was never going to do it again. What well, changed <laughs> was um, by the time we'd got back to Edinburgh, because you don't finish in Edinburgh, you finish outside, we had to get a train, we had to run for a train. So that was another annoyance. I was, I was absolutely dying by the time by the, by the time we got back to the hotel but we had korean barbecue and i had a rest and i just felt i felt so much better just from getting some food in me and getting a couple of beers i thought you know what actually wasn't that bad and then i seen the loch ness marathon were doing a, a i think it was their 20th year i should know because it's when you when you do your home marathon you should remember the the landmark numbers but I saw it was it was going to be a landmark one, and I'd I'd already or always taken part in the ten k's, or I'd um, worked at them, I volunteered at them, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do I'm going to do my whole marathon. I'd be I'd regret not doing it, and I've I'm in good physical fitness just now. I've just done a marathon. I've got lessons that I've learned from. Sign up for another one. Yeah, you know what it sort of, sort of sounds similar because I was um I was sort of sitting by the um by the portal who's waiting for everybody um and you can't find no one when you finish the london marathon you can't find anyone at all even if you are from london you just have no clue because of the, 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 the you can't get into train stations you can't find <laughs> meeting points or anything at all like that it's it's you'd think you're in the middle of a major city and it's just everything grinds to a halt yeah, the, the signal phone signals. But I think I was I was actually I was sitting sulking next to the toilets as well. Why? Why was? Why is that? Why did we gravitate to toilets? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why we all gravitate to the toilets. I don't know if it's a, a moment of uh it's the most easy. To be fair, I did say I'm by the toilets. You you'll be able to see me. And then yeah, mate, there are loads of toilets and they are absolutely everywhere and everyone's standing by them. I don't know why massive cues i i know it was really strange as it was it did pay off for me because of my my future sister-in-law was in the queue so she after after so long she'd been looking around and she saw this this sad uh sad silhouette of of me uh sucking on some jelly babies feeling sorry for myself <laughs> i was sitting there drinking a bottle of coca-cola before it brought me back to life so going back to that point you made about your fueling and you say that the gels on the course were not ones that you'd ordinarily use. Did you, did you run out of gels or did you not get your, your strategy down to the point of fueling? Uh, my strategy was, was off. I, I think with the temperature of the, the day, it did throw me off a lot. Uh, I had trained with a, um, a camelback and I, I I didn't take it with me um, because I, I could run without it. It was it was more of a I have it with me if I need it. And there was water stations on the, on the course, so I thought, no, I'm not I'm not going to take it. And it had really good pockets. So during training, I'd always had science and sport gels with me. And they're I don't know if you've used science and sport or high five or which ones you use, but the science and sport are quite thick in comparison to the the high five. Yes. Yeah, so I'm always for me. I always use science and sport, but religiously. Yeah, absolutely religiously. And I have used the high five ones. I know exactly what you mean, but I do feel I get more out of the. Um, I do get more out of the science and sports gels a lot more. 
which is really strange because I, I'd said to my wife afterwards, and she's got more of a, a head on for these sorts of things. So she read the, she read about up, up on on what each contained, and she said actually of all things, the high five would have been better for you. It has more energy levels. It, it should it should have given you more of a bark. But no, with with the way the weather was, I was I was going through water uh, at every stop, and. I'd had a, a gel belt on. I bought a special belt, and anyone knows these these belts squeeze the gels and make them hard to come out. And I'd gone through quite a lot of them. I decided, well, you know what? I'm struggling here. Let's just take the gels when I need them, not when I think I'm. Uh, I don't take them at my stages. Take them when when I think I need them. So I, I took them and I decided I was I, I would take the the high fives. And as it was, I only I only picked up a couple as we were going. And yeah, it, it didn't it didn't work out. It was a it was a feeling error on my part. I don't think it helped in the morning that my my timings were off as well, so I didn't get a good breakfast in me. I, I got a very very small breakfast, and I, that was a lesson definitely learned. Get up with plenty of time, even if you are tired, yawning, whatever. Get up and have a good feed. Absolutely. I mean, I got up at I think about half past five, and I'm 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 in London. For when I need to, I need to be up. I need to be up. I need to have breakfast. I need to do you know bits and pieces. So going into marathon two, so what do you learn? What do you take from one into two? I'm assuming fueling will be one of them because you're going to go and do it. And yeah. So you like yeah. it enough, you you conquered a certain part of it. So yeah, going in, go from if you think from one. What do you learn during training for two and and the day itself on 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 that one? I think it was was it the Loch Ness Baxter's Loch Ness? You done? Yeah, was it, it was the, the whole the whole marathon is the Baxter's Loch Ness. Uh, I definitely learned about the importance of of early morning food, uh, getting getting your your nutrition in, and even though I was staying in Edinburgh for the Edinburgh Marathon, I was I, I didn't really know Edinburgh, so I was always I was worried about getting to the start line. So it kind of, it was more important for me to get to the start line than it was to worry about my food. For Inverness, uh, for Loch Ness, I, I live here. So I knew exactly where I was going. I knew the route. Um, I stayed with my brother who lives in Inverness because uh, he was working. He was a 10K coordinator. So he took me down to the start line or to his start line. There's another saga on its own. But it, he made sure that I had a good breakfast in the morning. I took some more snacks with me because you get bussed to the start line. It's about an hour on the bus. So made sure to have my snacks and the hydration. I also made the, I made the decision for number two that I would, I would just have more fun with it. It wasn't, it wasn't as important. It was number two. I could always try set a time. If I did a third one, it was more about having having a laugh at the home event. And it was a lot of my my running community friends came up. Uh, Control Alt the Lee. Lee came up and he was at Edinburgh and Muriel. She came over from Spain. She was running. Carl Orm, who's a, a, a great influencer as well. He came up and he was running it. Um, so we had we had a few others as well, though, that I'd never met. We had Giz, um, who I'd never met, as I say, and, and we got introduced, and uh, she's she's a great she's a great member of the community too, and Cal. So it was it was more about having fun with friends, but I also decided to wear a kilt. 
I, I wore a, and it wasn't even the lightest weight kilt you can wear. It was between the light and medium level. It had pockets on it. It was an, it was a utility kilt. So I had pockets. I knew I could take my gels. I knew I had um, my bone conductors by that point. So it was more a case of go out, have some fun, give some motivation to other runners and, and listen to a few podcasts. It, it does sound like the second one was was more enjoyable and maybe an element of lessons you've learned, maybe elements of you've been down this route before and actually it's your home one. You're a bit more relaxed when it's home. You sort of know where you are if something goes wrong. You know, you sort of, I can make my own way back from here without without any issue. So in Marathon 1, you I, I done a little bit of Instagram stalking to refresh my memory. <laughs> Uh, you ran, a, a, well, on your posts, it said Marathon 1 was a, a 4 hours 31. Yeah. And Marathon 2 was 4 hours 24. And you've already said, obviously, you had your focus was to have fun, the yeah. second one. Yeah, yeah. Um, did that, did you feel like you'd worked harder to get that 4.24? Or was it because you was having fun and not really thinking about anything else that it naturally just happened? So was it through, was it through the better training? Did you just enjoy it more so it felt easier? It definitely felt easier. My, my training was through the summer for Loch Ness because it's in October. Whereas for the Edinburgh year, it's in May. So your training starts, well, we would start this week for anyone doing the, the Edinburgh Marathon. They would be starting training this week. And I know Ryan from the Press Play and Run podcast, his first week of training started this week very interesting that's very very interesting you say it because i trained for london during the summer because obviously uh they moved it to october for a couple of years because of the yeah. pandemic and it was an absolute nightmare because it was at, it was scorching it was so so hot last summer and so even if you managed to get out during the afternoon you would find yourself not hitting hitting pace targets or sometimes not finishing the run because it's so so hot so it's interesting to see that you prefer summer training and i much prefer the winter no no I, I, my preference is winter training oh, i just okay, felt sorry. that the the training was easier because there was less snow days uh, because uh, we, we can uh, get snow even even april may we can still get snow it, it was a lot of hard, sloggy, sweaty, getting chased by flies through fields days. But the difference with my training, the lessons I learned, I focused more on elevation training. So push myself that bit harder, make my legs work harder, go to places that had great scenery. So not only was I working harder, but I was getting rewarded for it too. And it was, I think I, my, my feet probably shows it. I was having more fun with it. I was actually meant to run uh, Loch Ness with uh, another Londoner, uh, Ben Golfson runs. I think he's changed his handle too. He now lives up here. Unfortunately, he came down with um, a few injuries, which we jokingly say were caused by me. I pushed him a little bit too hard. Um, so my training changed. I was I was training to to run with a, a partner. And then I changed to running, you know what, I'm going to have to run myself. So it's, it's about enjoying myself. So let's push myself a little bit more, do the distance uh, early on and just get, get time on time on my feet is, was the most important part. Um, so that was 
yeah, summer summer training had certainly helped, and time on feet certainly helped. But for anyone looking at the route map for for Loch Ness, they will they will see that for around about twenty percent of it's downhill, and it's quite steep downhill. The rest of it's flat, and then nearer the end, there's a little bit of elevated climbing, which I'd cycled, I'd done cycle events, uh, racing events around the lock, and I knew the course very well. But it was actually advice that Control Alt to Lee, that, that Lee himself had given me. And it was advice that he passed from someone else in the community. And they said, commit to the downhills. Just go hell for leather. Be safe about doing what you're doing. Go as fast as you can without going mental. And it, it certainly paid off. If I hadn't committed to the hills, I would have been resisting a lot of it. So no, I I, I certainly think that all, all those combined made for a, a much better event. Um, but coming over line, it doesn't it doesn't make it any less emotional. It was still really hard. I was smiling. I was having a good time. But same as what you'd said when you're at your home marathon when you're in london your family and friends are there so my family yeah. and friends my dog were at the finish line and it was one of those ones where you just you have to swallow that emotion because you can see and you don't want to be you don't want to be bursting into tears well i certainly i i not that i have an issue with with crying I, i'm quite happy to but when you're 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 trying to be strong you've just done something that not very many people do one percent of people the population of the world will run a marathon less than than that even a lot less than that will run two or three four so i i thought i'll have to stay strong here but it's no less no less emotional no absolutely it's, I mean, it's just something different just hits you differently yeah. about doing something in your hometown and you know areas where you've either gone on nights out or days out or just memories of just yes yeah, it's, it's your area yeah. it's like yeah definitely i've just i've just achieved this amazing thing in my area um so obviously you said you were, you wanted to enjoy um, number two. So number three in Amsterdam, are you setting <laughs> a um, are you setting a target? Are you going to go Kipchoge on us? Or what's going to go on that one? My my target will be to beat to beat my PB. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that I don't have time in mind, but my time in mind would be a four twenty, four minutes quicker. I'd be delighted. Anyone that's run. Uh, Amsterdam and actually my brother ran it last year he I was over uh, for my birthday I'd been overseeing friends I flew home and he flew into the country and ran the marathon so we had a crossover it's a shame that we weren't there so I could see him but he's passed on information to me how he found it he does all sorts he's a, he's a jog jog Scotland leader he does, he's a much stronger runner than I am and he said you'll you'll love Amsterdam it's flat You'll love the flatness. However, you'll also find every little bridge that you come to, like running up a mountain, because it's that flat. So I I know that with a flat event, I can set a faster time, but I'm not, I don't want to push myself too far. I just hope to beat my PB. It's, I, it, to, to get to get faster than the 424, or what is actually just shy as a 425, I would be delighted. Yeah, that's a bit like that's a bit like London. London is pretty flat. I think uh, there's some downhill sections for the first three miles, and otherwise you're 
you're, you're good around there. So it is one of those places where people try and go get a Boston qualifier from because it is. Yeah, they try to so... get fast. Yeah, it's like Berlin as well and France. It's a, they're, they're, they're all meant to be really flat, but that doesn't, in, in one respect, running London, running, running Paris, running Berlin, they would be great and I would love to do them. And running Amsterdam is just because it's it sits at the right time for me. I'm not overly fussed with running a flat marathon. I would rather run something that has hills at the beginning to give a variation. But that's the island in you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the islander in me. That's right. Yeah, chasing haggis around the hills. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Mel Gibson in you. <laughs> Shouting for your freedom as you run rounds. Um, no, so so no, you won't be disappointed if you don't sort of get uh, a say a four twenty. You just want to enjoy it yeah just enjoy it i've heard that the crowds are very good over in amsterdam um as i say because it's on the 15th of october it's the day after my birthday so it's it's an opportunity to go and have uh, a long weekend enjoy myself get a good few beers in afterwards and just just soak up the the atmosphere we also have friends that stay in the netherlands we have a lot of a lot of dutch friends and i'm sure they'll be at the finish line and they'll they'll have a party vibe about it so that's really why i'm doing it as you say i'm not going to be super disappointed if i don't get a pb it's really about going and showing face and, and getting a, a marathon ticked off in a foreign country that's one of my aims um i want to do something similar i think once i've once I've done London, um, I say I won't do it again. One day I probably will try and do it again just because it's home, but just to experience something different, you know, yeah. different course, different vibe. Um, I'm, I don't want to become one of those people where you just say, I'm only ever running London and that's it, because they, that, these people do exist. Yeah, um, which is, it's, 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 it's a shame. You need to get out and, and experience other, other places. If you can run a marathon, go explore. Yeah, absolutely. I actually saw something. I was listening to a podcast the other day, actually, and there was going through the statistics. So you mentioned about the one percent of running marathon, and then less than one percent have run more than one marathon. And there was a stat saying, I think something like less than ten thousand people across a period of time that have run all the majors. Um, and that was mind-boggling because I thought there'll be more, much more than that, much, much more than that. So it just shows how how crazy it is to consistently come back and that's an that's an expensive habit by the way i'll so, shout out who that was that was ryan from the press play and run podcast the one. Yeah, it was in episode I two was scratching my head to think who said that who i didn't want to miss i didn't want to just give someone credit that it wasn't them to make yeah, sense no definitely no, ryan yes. ryan was the man and that is proof ryan that i did listen to it. i didn't just shout you out <laughs> episodes, deeply Deeply, I do. I, I think we mentioned um, before we hit record that I was listening to both episodes um, on that long run, and I just really like the format. I like the questions at the end. Add a Spotify song, and that that playlist is going to be chaos. That yeah, is... that playlist is going to be <laughs> mental. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, so, after Amsterdam, do you think you'll do more marathons or? Or you, do, you, do you think you'll do more short distances? Because marathon training does take a lot of time, it a lot of time out of you. Definitely does take a lot of time. I 
have a commitment to long distance now which is really strange i never thought i would i have an addiction to it i'm not as addicted as, as some people and I, I suppose if you're doing the majors it's it's a forced addiction because you want to if you if you've done a few you want to do them all for me it's it's I'll do it as long as I physically can do them. And I'm not going to go out my way to do them, but I, I, if I can do one marathon a year or one every other year, I'd be happy. And I, it's really strange. I was speaking to Emma about this as well. She seems to be going down the avenue of triathlons now. And I, I was meant to do triathlon originally, Ironman style. And I damaged my knee. This is going back to what we spoke about with American football. I damaged my knee at that as well. And I couldn't take part in my triathlon. But it's not something that interests me now. My interests have come away from cycling. Uh, I'll go out for a spin. But ultra running uh, is what a, a discussion I've had with her. And I don't think it's something that she really has an interest in. But the, there's an Ultra X um, in the Highlands. Or I, I don't know if they're going to run it this year. I, th I think they will. They may actually already have it up for sale. But it runs the same distance, the same sort of route as the, the Baxter's Loch Ness Marathon. You just have the additional 10 kilometers on the front of it because you run from a place called um, Fort Augustus and you run to Inverness. That's a, an event that would interest me. So yeah, longer distances, shorter distances I love. I just, <laughs> I end up feeling absolutely annihilated by the end of a, a 5K or 10K. I much prefer long distance. Yeah, five five k is brutal. People think it's oh, it's a shorter distance, but you don't get time. If you're going to go for a time, you you have you you haven't time to settle in. You have to go like yeah. go now. It's it's hard go on now. the body. I would say it's harder on yeah. your body than than running fifteen k. Oh yeah, I've I've felt far more comfortable going out and racing a half marathon than I have tried to go for a a five k. Because you're trying to catch your breath. You're trying to keep. You're trying to keep yourself in that zone. Yeah. And it's, it, it, you know, it might sound crazy to some people, uh, but yeah, I, I don't really like 5K distance too much. Obviously, you like the park run, you like the, the good vibes you get there, the people you talk to there. And I will, Joe, what I'm actually going to put it on this podcast now. I've decided that my deload week on week number eight, so the 25th of March, I, uh, March, February, sorry. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm actually I'm actually going to try and give uh, a 5k sub 25k a crack so I've done 2107 um, at the beginning of the plan three weeks into it but I thought you know what I'm going to try and have a little I'm going to have a little crack at a sub 25k and see what we get with it I'm going to put it out there and see you, what happens. you know what Steve if, if my if my thinking's correct that will be the day after this podcast comes out Right. So yeah. it's something we can talk about in, in episode four, whether uh, how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we had this discussion after after my PB the weekend. It's we're both definitely capable of running a sub 20, uh, sub 22 at least, but a sub 21. I would say we both have the capability of it. Sub 20. I think we have the capability of it as well. It's just about getting your pace right from the outset. And yes. the problem I had 100%. on Saturday was I was, I went off way too quick looking at the photos. Um, I was, uh, and, and I knew this at the time, I was further ahead than the 19 kilometer, uh, 19 uh, minute pacer. 
and a 21 minute pacer for the first two kilometers. And that's bad pace management if you're ahead of those two target runners. Yeah, if you, you don't, <laughs> you know, they're pacing it pretty pretty effortlessly and you're like, I'm gone. See you later. Yeah. You like that chap? Yeah. That, you know, that chap that works so hard to get to the championship place for London and then just went hell for leather and just led the London Marathon. He said he was going to do that and he actually done it. If, you, <laughs> if, you, if you're listening to this, you've not actually seen that. If you just go onto YouTube, I'm sure you'll find it on there. Um, yeah, he just he went hell for leather. He said to his friends, I'm going to qualify for a championship, championship spot. And then when it starts, I'm just going to, I'm going to just go for it. Um, and he actually did. He led the, he led the marathon for... I can't exactly. It was. It was. It wasn't that long, but it was also. It was hilarious watching it. It is hilarious watching that video of. He's so happy, but then within a blink of an eye, he just looks like he just looks floored. I I do think he still finished sub three though. Well, yeah, his time was really good. He just looked knackered. Yeah, (laughs) but you know what? He said, "I'm going to do it," and he done it. It's a fair play to him. Fair, Fair play to him. Um. So with your marathons, which we were talking about, yeah. <laughs> I've just went off on a tangent again. I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do here, tangents. Tangents, tangents and stories. Yeah. Um, what's your, if you was to say to somebody, Steve, I'm thinking of running a marathon, what's, what's your, your main, main bit of advice you'd give them? Your one most important thing you found? Commit. You've got to commit. You, know, you can't. I love the fact- Sorry, I love the fact that I didn't write this question down. I just thought of it and chucked it. I was really <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at your, your questions there, and yeah, definitely not on your list. Uh, def- definitely, you have to commit. You have to, you have to take ownership of the fact you're going to run a marathon. That's the first and foremost, most important part. You can, you can sign up for a marathon, but if you don't commit to it and structure your, your training, your hydration, your day around getting that 16 week block. And I'm going to say a 16 week block. I run 12 week blocks with very little deload, but we had this discussion before. It's it's crazy. You shouldn't do it. The only reason I do it is because I'm impatient and I just want I don't want to be running for 16 weeks. I would rather be running for 12 weeks. It's hard. It's, it's really hard, but 16 weeks, you've got to commit to it. You'll, you'll get to a point where you think, I don't want to do this anymore. But you've got, you've really got to, to make that decision. If you want to run a marathon, you've got to commit to it. You've got to, you've got to try keep your motivation up. You've got to, to, to use the people in the community that you know have run marathons. There, we're all willing to help you. Um, if if you're signing up, you've got, a, you've got a marathon in mind. Learn from other people's experiences, so you don't turn up at an event and go, "What am I doing?" what's what's the course you've got you've really just got to learn as much as you can and more i suppose more importantly have fun try and enjoy it it's it's hard on your body it's really hard on your body and on the mind but if you can enjoy as much as you can if you can talk to other people during marathon training or during the marathon itself it just makes it so much more palatable pretty good advice mate i can't say uh (laughs) Yeah, well done. <laughs> uh, I thought I'd chuck that in there. Thought, mm, Maybe we should do unstructured questions from more uh, from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just no white noise. No white noise. No white noise. Um, no, I think that's that's perfect. I think I've commit. I've really committed committed to this block. Um, you know, 
it, as I said in the last lot, it was it's easier because little ones at school. Yeah. Um, but I think you know I've we're we're in week six now, and I've ran twenty two runs of the twenty two so far, um, and it's showing up in consistency. So you're right, be committed, be consistent, and mm -hmm. the rest will take care of itself. Well, that's it. The weeks go by once you're in once you're in a training block, which you you know yourself. It was just week four when we started doing the podcast, started recording it, blink of an eye and it, it disappears. You you will enjoy it, but it is, it is like a second job. It, I, I, at, well, I've got, I've, got, I've got the job, the second, I've got the parent, and then I've got I'm a marathon runner. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, you know, I've got three every day for work and... Yeah, you've just got to be committed. You've got to find the space, and it's, you don't want to do every run. Today's run was tough, um, but you've got to push through it. You just got to push through it and think of the satisfaction at the end. So, yeah, if you are listening, it's your first marathon. Be committed. Be committed to the calls. Believe in the calls because you've you've taken that step. But there are people that will talk to you till they're blue in the face about running. I will shoehorn running into any conversation I can find. So if you find me someone who wants to talk about running and wants my advice, you better tell me shut up because I'm going to carry on and carry on and carry on. Have you thought about this? Same, definitely like same. Like I mean, I done it. I done it at my um, my daughter's school playground the other day. Um, the wife saw one of her old teachers who recognised her straight away from when she went to that primary school. Um, and we were talking about when we was walking around school, take a look at it and seeing the old stuff there that was still up. And I was like, oh, is it? And I don't know why I've done it. I do know why I'm a runner. <laughs> but I said, oh, that, that was a day after you, that was the day you dragged me around the school, the day after the marathon. And I just, I don't know why, just, whether that, why there was no relevancy to, to shoehorn that into the conversation. <laughs> it's like, do, do you know I run marathons? I've not met you before. I'm a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> well, but once people know you run a marathon as well they know they know what question what what triggers to avoid saying yeah and be like i'll see you at sports day because i'm fed up to win <laughs> i'm not being beaten by someone who doesn't run it's not happening <laughs> and that's when you find out mo farah's kid goes to your school as well <laughs> yeah, mo Farah, yeah. Oh, man. He, he rocks up at run through events in in stratford now and again i think his wife doesn't yeah, there's a few, there's a few athletes like that, inspirational athletes. I think Kelly, Kelly Holmes does it too. She just turns up at park runs and just, just meets people. Joe Wicks does it too. I know he's not necessarily an athlete. He's but he tries a trainer. Yeah, they're really good, really good that people do that. Take the time. I think the most random one I saw, and I weren't there for it. I was gutted. Was uh, Will Ferrell turned up? Really? I think, and it was a run through event. I think it was that I saw at. Um, I think Victoria Park. So you must be filming in London somewhere. I'm pretty sure it's there. Someone might correct me on that, but I'm pretty sure I saw pictures of Will Ferrell. Just <laughs> he, I could be wrong with my what team I think he supports, but I think he's like a he's like a Tottenham fan or someone, because he he did come across for the Wrexham Disney uh, show for Ryan and uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. He was over for one of their games, so it might have been around about then. It could be. I mean, I think it was a while back. I, I do need to watch that. I've been, I've got into that Korean program on Netflix. I've oh, Phys there. Physical One Hundred. That's the one. Yes, it's not Amazing. necessarily running, running, uh, running related. But if you, if you, if you're into your how fit, like not fit as in how Steve would say 
they're fit as in physically fit <laughs> physically fit people they are just crazy insane cool so that was a that was a nice enjoyable chat about your marathon experiences i think yeah i've taken i've taken some bits away from that what we want to do on this to end this show though is talk about we talk about the community a lot steve yeah. and who drives us on and who's always there for a chat to a little g up when you don't realize it and i mentioned you know last pod where you messaged me to say oh you're right mate you've been a bit quiet um who if you if i could say to you give me two people that you follow that give you absolute running community vibes fantastic people people you can learn from people that support you who, who would it be give them a shout out that's hard man it's, it's definitely it's really hard to pick two i've already mentioned i've already mentioned that the the guys that are part of my as they were at the edinburgh marathon they were at the loch ness marathon so I, I i don't i won't i won't choose them but i'll mention their their handles again because i think they're worth they're wor well worth following uh, and that would be carl uh, carl orm who's fighting the dad bod and he's really good for mental health and positivity he also does interviews with athletes uh, Muriel, De Muriel Dempsey, that's going to be a hard one, but you'll find her. She's she's a skipper. She's she does a lot of skipping in her stories, but she's also a runner. She's just she's a phenomenal athlete, but she downplays her ability so much. Um, Giz on the run, a lovely Turkish girl, and that's a G I Z underscore on underscore the underscore runs. Uh, Giz Fowler, she is such a smiley, happy cheery person and then and most importantly is is lee because lee's always there he's always got your back uh he's gonna be running the loch ness 24 with me again this year and he's control alt delay because he's a geek but if i'm picking two that are always there to kind of they're always in your inbox when you, when you need them and that discludes you yourself at the moment, Steve, because I, I can't I can't pick you. That would be unfair. <laughs> um, I would say there's there's I don't she's going to be running at, at a lot at the Inverness half marathon. It's going to be nice to potentially meet her. I just uh, I I don't really know much about her, but she's always she's always in my inbox. She's always commenting, and her name is Peta uh, Peta N c and it would be great to know more about her and i suppose I, I could actually ask more questions about her uh but i might have the opportunity to meet her which would be really good and she's she's always there to kind of give you the, the good vibes and 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 um help you on but also uh ryan from the press play and run podcast he's been such a a, a, a great help recently but he's also one of these guys he's he's all about community spirit and and helping you on so I would say those two at the moment, but everyone, everyone's so great. There's, you, you can't not mention so many people, but you'd be here for yeah. days. We'd be going for hours. And we will mention them as we go on, uh, as yeah. we go through the episodes. So for you, who would your two be then? Uh, so for me, if we're sitting with a theme that I can't pick the person on the pod with, um, <laughs> one of them is, you might you might have seen him on, on the socials, is uh, Craig. So Craig the runner. So yeah. Craig dot the dot runner absolute absolute lad honestly what a lad he's such, such a good guy um he was the one that was in my inbox quite often during the last marathon block and this one um 
pushing me along saying look I think there, I mentioned in my story today there was a few runs during the last block where I, I got criminally bored I was finding the easy runs so boring um I gave up on a couple of them and I told him I gave up and he's like what are you gonna do on the marathon day just gonna give up and yeah. it's sometimes that, that that tough tough love he also by the way is the OG because he messaged me on Black Friday at about half past eight in the morning with details of Nike Vapors down to 101 pounds, <laughs> 224. And I was like, you beauty. Also loves a glass of Stella or two. So we are, we, are, we are Instagram Stella buddies as well. So he's a really good person to follow. And who else could it be? Like I said, there's, there's loads. Uh, Hannah, actually. Her name is, I'm getting the exact, Hannah, Hannah underscore runs 93 quality person honestly she's actually going for her fifth star wow is it five stars five stars in tokyo coming up so she's beeping to training just done a 20 mile on a weekend absolutely bossed it absolutely bossed it but she's a, a great person um to talk to met her at a park run a few weeks ago that's where um, I remember, yeah, because I think I follow her now because of you'd had the photo up with, with and I think he did you shout her out the other day as well. Yes, yeah. yes, honestly, ridiculously good, um, great person, um, and keeps it real. She just keeps it honestly, keeps it so real. Um, mm. I think she's aiming for a sub five, so to finally hit that sub five in Tokyo. Um, so anyone that does want to follow her, give her a follow. And then as you get closer to Tokyo Marathon, the day before, just chuck her a message, you know, because the time zones are insane. So she'll wake up when everyone's sleeping. Yeah. Um, it's one of those weird time zones. So there's they do a like a Dropbox style thing where you can put a message in and it pings it to them on the day of the marathon. So everyone's sleeping. Uh, and but you're awake and you get all the messages. So yeah, I think Craig and Hannah are the two for me that I would want to give a shout out on the on the first time we talk about community and i think maybe we could do it weekly or yeah i would say well, we'll we'll do it we'll do it by episode yeah um yeah certainly i am going to be cheeky here as well though and and just so they don't feel left out i'm going to shout out the rest of the the Loch Ness 24 team that i've got and that's jamie rachel nick helen elodie kaylee emily karen i've already mentioned lee and and giz so no we've got a, got a good community of people there so um counting is not your strong point is it Count is not no definitely <laughs> not i just i can't not share the love <laughs> oh dear me no that's that's in case i take your tent away isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no i think that's that's been I've, I've really enjoyed that it's probably it's probably sounded a little bit more subdued of an episode compared to one and two but I've really enjoyed that uh, speaking about the marathon. It's always it's always nice to kind of reflect on them in more detail than than just telling people you've run a marathon. So no, I, that was a great set of questions, Steve. Well done. Yeah, cheers. Well done. I, I literally had it written on my laptop, <laughs> left my laptop, and then just knocked these up on notes in about ten minutes. So maybe I was overthinking last time. Yeah, I think we can do that though, can't we? We can overthink. Absolutely. Well, I think that's uh, leads on to. We'll have, little, we'll have a little think of what the next episode is going to be. I think you mentioned it, actually, what the next episode will be. Uh, We're going to yes. talk about my uh, attempt, at my, my crack at a sub-25. Yeah, day. we'll talk more about your how your, your training block's going, but I think we'll, we'll, we'll focus more on, just a little bit more on the community and, and the, 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 the lessons we've learned from 
um, where where to look for the, the getting the most out of the community, I would say. Um, but yeah, no, on, we'll, we'll, we'll have I'll, something in the socials anyway. Yeah, I'll be on the back end of week eight. You will be. Hopefully. Yeah, halfway through. Will we, we, we be back from Southern New South up in Dominican by then? I will, yes. <laughs> hopefully not burnt hopefully hopefully uh, hopefully well tanned and ready to ready to rock ready, ready to, to ready to rock the half marathon you've got right i have a half marathon i am also taking a lot of the vest tops so i can can get some early work on the vest tan <laughs> yeah, looks like you've got a singlet on but it's not it's like just no 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 That's no it. sleeves on me it's just this this tan mate this tan <laughs> I think I think we'll, we we could call it call it there. Yeah, um, you want to do your outro? Yeah. What I'll say is we'll just we'll just say the point out the socials. Anyone that has found us through any of the listening platforms, we do have Instagram. Is where our main our main port of call is, and that's the point ninety nine podcast. Uh, we also have an email address, which is the point ninety nine podcast at gmail .com. But most importantly, until our next episode. Enjoy your runs, stay positive, stay motivated, and just as we've said throughout this this episode, enjoy your your time running and share the love. Very good.